from the TWU Local 591 Union Hall. It's the Local 591 podcast with local president Gary Scheibel. Join Gary and his guests as they discuss topics that impact and affect the careers and lives of union members. Take it away, Gary. Welcome back to the TWU Local 591 podcast. My name is Gary Scheibel your local president. Today, I'll be joined by Russ Dittmer, your aircraft maintenance executive board member. And we're going to talk about the very important subject of the war notices and some of the things that we can do to offset the number that's been put out by the company. Such things are the voluntary programs that the company has put out there, one being the early out and one being the leave of absence. And then there's the really important subject of the extension of the payroll support program that was part of the original CARES Act that we are lobbying to get passed in order for the airlines to get sufficient funding through April 1st of next year. So welcome back to the podcast, Russ. Thanks, Gary. We're going to start off this conversation today about warn notices and a lot of questions that have come up about it. And I guess we should start with answering the question of what does the warn letter or notice mean? What it stands for is the worker adjustment and retraining notification. What that actually means is it is for those who may end up being furloughed with no bumping ability. That's essentially after all the bumping is done. That's why it's going to the bottom 3,200 members as the company has sent. This is not a reduction plan. Typically, warn notices are rather high compared to a reduction plan. And I can tell you up front, it's going to be offset by uh, the conditions in the industry as we get closer. It's also offset by the number of early outs. And the bigger one is the Congressional uh, Action Network. By having Congress pass a clean payroll support program extension for the airlines. So, Gary, let's talk about the number that you just mentioned. You mentioned 3,200. What exactly does that 3,200 number mean for us in Local 591? So within 591, the company has notified us. Actually, they've notified the association. And the numbers for our members, although they're quite sobering, I'm just going to say it. 597 is the number of line mechanics, line AMTs, that will be receiving a warn notice. That's so 597, and that would be right now the bottom 597 line mechanics in the system. For GSC and facilities maintenance, the number for all of line maintenance is 426, although we only represent a few of those stations. Miami uh, is one that's looking at a number of 117 GSC facilities maintenance mechanics. Boston is another one in our local that's looking at 20. LAX is looking at 56, and Atlanta is looking at one, DCA is looking at two. So these are all numbers inside of our local, and that they're not 100% accurate. This was done by looking at the seniority list and counting backwards, but the, the number that is accurate, the 426 overall, it's just a little difficult with uh, a lot of facilities in automotive or in other locals. The other numbers we've got to look at is the MSPs, and that's 58 overall. A big chunk of that is in Miami looking at 34. When you look at line maintenance overall, 1,081 within our local, probably about 200, 250 less than that. So inside of uh, 591 with the mainly the tech ops portion of this, these numbers would add up to close to the 800 mark. And then when you add on 66 in the MLS stores members, it's, it definitely gets us over the 800 mark. 
it, definitely a sobering number and uh, one that we definitely intend to fight. And we don't believe the company has the right to lay off based on the JCBA. But that said, to date, there's been no actual discussion of a layoff numbers. I can tell you within the local, there's been no discussions whatsoever of where they're intending to cut people if they didn't get enough early outs. It's just they have a obligation under the law to send out warn letters or warn notices, and they have to be sent out 60 days prior to any mass or potential mass layoff. So being that the money from Congress runs out on September 30th, uh, October 1st, obviously being the date that they want to start having a reduction if they actually went through with it. So August 1st being the roughly 60 days prior, and that time is now to send out one notices. And that's why they go out 60 days in advance. So Gary, now that we have the general numbers and a pretty good understanding of what these numbers mean, how will the members get notified of their war notice? How will they receive it? So there's two different ways the company will be notifying. So there's a handful of states that require direct notification from American. In those states, the letter will be sent or given directly to the member who, unfortunately, are part of that bottom 3,200. Those ones will be directly given to a member. And then the for the rest of us um, who are in states that don't require that, the notification actually goes to the union. So from there, the union will be doing the notification as crazy as this sounds on basically on behalf of the company. So it is kind of a bizarre notification process. The union will be notifying the member. And uh, my understanding is that will be taking place uh, this week coming up. Early in the week, possibly by the time this is uh, posted that you've already received your notification, it will be coming via your AA email. The union, I, on this, my understanding is that they just received the names this past Friday and will be sending them to your AA.com email. That's the two ways that you are notified. One, like I said, and I believe it's five states, and I know some people have already received their one notices. Those states, you'll get them in the mail. The all other states, you'll be getting them by AA.com email. We spoke about the CARES Act extension, so that is one really important one that we need to get into deeper. So, Russ, you want to go through the CARES sure. Act extension? Sure, I'll, uh, I'll look at it. One of the things that we're looking at the local is we absolutely need our members' support. We thank you already for the members that have gone on to the TW website, clicked our local 591 link to send the letters to Congress, petitioning them to extend the payroll support program. This program is essentially what is protecting our jobs right now. It's protecting our paychecks right now. We also must remember that one of the things with sending these emails and calling your congressman, Congress does listen to the voters, especially in an election year. We need to keep and build on that momentum that's already happening and continue to grow the number of members that are contacting Congress, literally even contacting your, your local representatives as well. It doesn't just have to be at the federal level. Contact your state representatives. Tell them as well to push to support this legislation. It protects us and our wages and our hours, and it limits the ability of the company to lay people off. Please take the time to do it if you have not. This is not limited to just members of Local 591. Ask your wife, ask your husband, ask your kids, your, your family members and friends. Ask them to sign this petition as well because it does directly impact your life. Does that make sense, Gary? Certainly does. And I can add from 
my experience dealing with congressmen, senators, and their aides also. One of the first things that happens when you get into conversations with Congress is, you know, we have heard this from a lot of our constituents, and most of those constituents are our members. When you send in a thousand from, say, uh, the DFW or the Miami or the Chicago area, and you speak to those congressmen, senators, or their aides, they're well aware that there's a lot of concern. The tough conversation is when you go there and they say, wow, this is the first time we're hearing about it. So when we send out kind of a call to action, and, and we have done that with the uh, CARES Act extension, and primarily the payroll support program, getting in a clean extension there. When we send out that call to action, we are asking for action. We need everybody to do that. This is uh, really important that we can get the money, not have to deal with layoff talk for six more months. And hopefully by then, the situation in the world with the virus, I think we're all hoping and praying for the same thing, that we're not dealing with this this time next year or even next spring. I can't stress it enough that please go on our website, local591.com. There's a link right in the middle of the page. Send in a letter. You can change the letter to meet your needs. You can edit it if you need if you really wanted to to make it more personal. But we do need to contact our congressmen, our senators. Uh, we also need to be calling them. Uh, you can send them personal emails. They're going to send you a response. And by all means, respond to that. And those of you that are receiving one letters, put a copy of your one letter in there. Make sure they understand that there could be job loss if they do not act. And that's pretty powerful when I hear from somebody that's getting a warn notice. So, Gary, now that we've talked about the possibility of some form of involuntary program, let's focus on something else, something the members are asking a lot of questions on, and that's a pair of voluntary programs that are active right now, the Enhanced Voluntary Early Out Program and the Enhanced Voluntary Leave of Absence Program. Do you want to speak to those? We've had two other programs prior back in April, when one being the Voluntary Leave of Absence, uh, which many members took. And then we have the Voluntary Early Out Program. That's now been enhanced. So the enhancement being the hundred dollars to $150,000 that the company's offering for the RHRA, which is a Retirement Healthcare Reimbursement Account. There's been a lot of questions on that. The other enhancement being the eight positive space travel passes, one-way travel passes. Um, the first question that uh, has come to mind is obviously the... Uh, the Me Too question of what about those who retired back in April? And I can tell you the company's answer, and it's also Doug Parker's answer on JetNet the other day at the State of the Airline, is the answer is uh, no. They are taking the position that they have, they had a signed agreement with those prior, and they're going to live by the agreement. Um, it's been asked several times to, why don't you take care of people that stepped up first? And the answer has been no. The other one being the Enhanced Voluntary Leave of Absence Program. Uh, that's where, you, depending upon your seniority, we, you can get up to 35% pay while being on a leave of absence. So for starters, one's a an actual letter of agreement. That's the voluntary leave of absence program. That letter of agreement protects the seniority, all facets of seniority, while somebody is on the leave of absence. So with the enhanced voluntary early out program, that is not a letter of agreement. That is essentially a, a company offer. And it's a choice that every member needs to make on their own. I'm not here to encourage you to take it or not to take it. That is something that's based on your financial situation and your ability to leave. 
What I do want to say is I must thank those who did step up and take the uh, early out program back in April. And for those that are considering it and actually do take the early out program that is uh, out there right now, I know I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of the junior folks on the seniority list who uh, definitely thank you. I want to thank you for um, your support and solidarity through the years. And I can say, truthfully, we would not have achieved what we achieved this in this round of bargaining if it wasn't for your support and solidarity. Russ, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I just want to say, um, unfortunately, at this point in time, we're not able to recognize those folks that are leaving the company. Obviously, due to the pandemic, it's impossible for us to be in the same place at the same time and uh, do things the way we should for our members. But in the future, when it's possible, I really do believe we are goal-oriented in bringing you together and thanking you properly. That I'm certain that we can all agree upon. So when you look at the uh, Enhanced uh, Voluntary Early Out Program and the Enhanced leave, Voluntary Leave Absence Program, uh, both of them help offset the number of possible reductions. Not saying we agree with a reduction at all, but I can tell you from discussions, they would both offset the reductions. So the one notices that went out, that number would be reduced by the numbers that take these two programs. And the window for signing up for these two programs has been extended through August 5th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. Obviously, the easiest one here is Congress stepping up and delivering the money that's necessary to keep us all employed, for sure, through next April 1st. Uh, But there's another part of this that needs to be addressed, and that's the work being done by vendors. So back in April, Robert Isom actually stated to the leadership of the unions that any work done by vendors, he wants to see that work come in-house to preserve American Airlines workers' jobs. And we definitely intend to hold them to that. And I can look out there today, and there's at least six or seven lines of planes that are being done by vendors around the country. Which leads to the next question. And actually, I sent this question to Doug Parker, but it wasn't right at the state of the airline, which is there's currently on any given day between six to 10 lines of planes being worked on in El Salvador by airmen. And I, like probably most uh, Americans, not American Airlines workers, but most Americans, uh, strongly believe in a time of a pandemic that before you put American citizens on the street that you bring back every bit of work that you can from foreign nations. So I believe any work that's done in El Salvador or any place outside of this country, we need to demand that that work is brought back in-house before any one of us, American Airlines workers in the United States of America, are furloughed. Russ, do you have anything to add? Yeah, that's a strong unifying message that needs to be sent not only as uh, employees of American Airlines, but also as a country. Like you said, this is This is not just a one specific airline issue. This is a national issue as well. We should be demanding that the work come back. No question about it. And on that note, um, we're going to end this podcast here and remind everybody, if you have any questions, uh, please get them to info at local591.com and we will get you answers. We do recognize that we haven't done a podcast in quite some time. We apologize for that and expect to be back with another podcast, well, at a minimum of uh, once a week is the uh, overall goal. But in the meantime, please stay safe out there. Keep wearing your mask. And if you have any questions whatsoever, get hold of any rep, get hold of Russ, myself, anybody on the e-board, and we will get your answers. In the meantime, stay safe and see you next time.
For more information about TWU Local 591, go to local591.com. To comment on this or any of our podcasts, email us at info at local591.com. You can listen, download, and stream episodes of Local 591 Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, your favorite Android podcaster, or your RSS feed-enabled browser. Local 591 Podcast episodes are also available to stream and download from our website, local591podcast.com forward slash podcast. Music provided under license by pond5.com. The Local 591 Podcast is produced and engineered by Tommy Engel. 